Live. It's a special episode tonight on the podcast. Joining me on the podcast for our Dark Knight Rises special is... Geek Speak Bat correspondent Brendan Lowe. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> Amanda, I don't really give a shit about Batman. Becky! Oh! Um, yeah. <laughs> You've got no comeback. They just floored you, didn't it? <laughs> why is she it's, it's yeah, why Aren't you on the pods and pants? It's my good-looking co-host, Wade Copson, a.k.a. the Ginger Ninja. Welcome. We are here tonight to talk about one thing and one thing only. It is Dark Knight Rises, Batman, Dark Knight, the, the finale in Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. Yes. And it's you're the not dark, It's fella? the Dark Knight trilogy. But, yeah, but, oh, okay. but, well, but I stand corrected, what sir. Why they call it that when Batman Begins was the first movie? Because I needed to use Batman in the title. Oh, don't give me that. Is it, it is, it is. People back to the cinema, was that what yeah. the idea back then? Yeah, like they had to use Batman in the title. Oh. They didn't, yeah. Are they? Th- what did they think? People went and watched the George Clooney Batman and went, fucking never again. Pretty much. Well, that is true. He re- I tried Pretty to watch much. a bit of that the other night. It was on... Um, it was on Go. Go or something. Did you... I got to the bit where he put um, Robin in, you know, Robin's frozen. He throws him in the pool and puts a, puts a laser <laughs> in. I just went, I'm fucking out. Do you want to know, do you know what's actually funny about that? I had literally about an hour before that was on TV, had just gone and seen Rises again yeah. for the third time with our good mate James. <laughs> and Hello, James. I, I put that on and it was right at a Bane scene. I, was just, I yeah. forgot it was on. I was flicking channels and it was right Sweet at a Bane Jensen scene. was the guy, Jeep, a former Jeeps, yeah. wrestler. And... Uh, and I put it on and Bane was on the screen and I was just after seeing Rises literally an hour before it was just like oh. just remind me Bane never spoke in that movie did he? Oh, he, he, he said did. bomb uh, bomb <laughs> no, no, film. no and film. he said monkey work did he really? <laughs> I've forgotten about that line as, as opposed to Tom Hardy you're going to die <laughs> We'll get to that later, yeah. Ginger. I've got a whole issue with that. Yeah. Now, we've all seen... Amanda, you went along Sunday. I you went did. to the early sesh. Ginger, you and I sat together and um, <laughs> we we had a moment because <laughs> we didn't cry in the whole film compared to you, Brendan, you Not big the only girl's one. blouse. No, I've had a couple of guys Christ, come in. Kevin Smith cried five times on his podcast just talking about it. He needs a <laughs> cup of concrete, Ginger. Don't you agree? <laughs> now, before we go any any further... Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I did too. Everyone come to me late last week. They said, have you seen it? No, I'm going along on the weekend. They're like, you're going to hate it. because like, you didn't really? like Dark Knight. I didn't like Dark Knight. I'll go on record. But, Batman but, Begins but, was good. But you, did enjoy, you enjoyed parts of the Dark Knight. But you bits, didn't... Bits. But uh, everyone was like, you're going to hate the ending, Todd. I went along. Can I just go on record saying <laughs> the ending for Dark Knight Rises, I walked away happy. I went, yeah, it's a logical ending. We're going to ruin spoilers here on this. Like, if you've watched the movie... You'll understand don't, where we're don't, coming don't, from. Don't, don't listen to this because I'm going to watched... tell you what the ending no, is. If yeah. you haven't watched the movie... Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, this is, of course, spoilers. If you haven't watched the movie, you might want to turn off now and then go watch it and then come back to us. Can because... I just actually point... Um... Yes. Something out talking about that is I've actually been surprised at how respectful people have been when it comes to this movie. I was going to say, no one has gone and ruined it. No, if anyone's having a conversation, it happened to me about five times at work this week, and someone will come in the room... Yeah, you, you just know what shut that up. is? It's that Liam Neeson meme that came out that was like, if you dare <laughs> say this to me, I'm going to kill you, whatever that was. Yeah, that's, I, that's why. They've taken the lines from Taken 2 and put it to Batman. I don't know how many times this week I've been in conversations, particularly at work because I yeah. worked a bit this week, and we'll be talking about it, two people that have seen it, someone will walk in the room who we know hasn't seen it and we'll stop talking. And then yeah. there's sort of that awkward silence and then they go... But you know, you and understand, then it clicks and, and they're like, about it. you're talking about Batman, aren't you? And we're just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, give me a minute and I'll leave. Like, everyone's been really... 
really respectful. Could you keep that going for the next 12 months? No. Like, no, what, like, no. like when you're at work and you don't like someone and you're talking about them <laughs> and they come walking in and you just stop talking and stare at them as they walk past you. And do, you, the, and do can, the polite and, smile. And just go, we're talking about Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, like, can I, throwing over to Amanda here. Amanda, you're not a big Bat fan, are you, at all? I'm not. I don't really know much about it. I never really read the comics, but I did really enjoy the film. The, the Batman Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Had you seen the previous two? <laughs> Yes. You have. Have you watched them recently? Or yes. You have. Okay, so you went into it prepared? But this one was... Uh, uh, the Heath Ledger one is still my favourite because it's got Heath Ledger in it. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. You and everyone right. shaking their heads at me eye. and I really... Yeah. I hated I that film. It. But anyway... It's funny because Heath Ledger totally I, I, disappeared in really it. I really think that this movie had everything that that, that <clears throat> movie had. Like, I don't know. Yeah? Like, you enjoyed it, though. You walked yeah. out going, um, what'd you give it out? Like, you jumped to Amanda's rating really early. I give it a five out of five. I strongly believe it's the best movie that I've seen this year. I'm not even going to ask you yet, Brendan, because we're going to get to that at the end. Ginger and I have already, we've had a secret meeting and we've worked out what our rating is. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We did a secret ballot and everything, but um, it's Amanda, called the Boston you, Strangler, and it's kind of <laughs> out of five. Say it's, it's called what? the Shocker. Um, Amanda, you full on. You you were surprised by the film um, chunks of the film. I was I wasn't surprised. I was just I was more shocked and sickened by the fact that it was so much based in reality, especially some the scene where Bane starts the destruction of Gotham. Some of those scenes is that with the the and, and of course we've said before with the bridges we're on, and the spoiler alert. Field, where he blows up the football the field. The explosions on the streets. Yep. It so strongly reminded me of the, the the feeling that I had when I saw those images was the same feeling that I felt when I saw people jumping out of the World Trade Center. Do you think it was Chris, hard to it watch? Was Parts really of the movie hard. were hard to watch. Yeah, Do you think Chris Nolan purposely tapped into yes, that? Yes, and I don't understand what is wrong with you know why they think that they need to do that. Why people would want to go and see something that's so horrifying. That's I a good that's point. So many levels. I think that is the point. I know, but why? Why would people want to see it? It's like when we were talking about why people want to see rape in movies. You know, it's that this is so much worse than that, and I just don't get it. Really? You reckon? Yes. Like destruction mm, yes. of public property and everything else? But I, it's not I, the destruction of public property. It's full-on, in-your-face, this is what it's going to be like when the world ends. Yeah. But I think the other problem is, too, is that September 11, how many times... When people talk about that and they mm-hmm. see the images, they're like, "It's just like a movie." Yeah. So yeah. if if, yeah. if the problem is now any movie right. that shows terrorism on sort of any level, it, it's going to be compared to it anyway, to com- because yeah. it was so re- because it, everyone was like, "Wow!" Like you wouldn't even you know it felt like watching a movie. Well, yeah. I think it's kind of now doing the reverse, and I don't think even I don't think a filmmaker need intentionally do that, but comparisons are going to be made anyway. And Ginger, you and I have talked about this before. It's kind of sad. We go to a movie to escape our lives, right? We're both in high-stress jobs, stuff like that, you know, a lot of stress. We go to a movie to switch off and be entertained. Now, Mm. I think my biggest problem lately, and and, and Mandy tapped into a good thing, why would a filmmaker purposely put those kind of images to bring back, like our generation, and we're all pretty, what, we're pretty much 30 or under on this podcast. Um, our generation clearly remembers 9-11. And do we need to be reminded of that in modern day films when we go switch off and be just entertained, I guess? It takes me back to the Marvel films. I go along. The reason I've enjoyed the Marvel films lately, I walk out entertained. I don't need real world situations. My biggest problem with, with Chris Nolan, he's based his Batman in a realistic setting. Okay, I understand that people are digging that. For me, I kind of go to popcorn movie. I want to switch off, enjoy a movie as a bit of fantasy. 
And the first thing I, I, I turned to you and I said, there wasn't enough of those hell yeah moments. That's exactly, and, and Brendan, I don't know, you'll, you'll probably not agree with us because you are a diehard Bat fan. Wade and I have seen a lot of movies lately where, especially with Avengers, Amanda, I... But it's not that type of movie. I think you're, you're too deeply implanted in the 90s. That's what you're expecting. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no. It, not, it's the we, 90s we, version and it's like, you, those movies had those hell yeah moments. But all, all, all I'm saying is that I go to a movie to be entertained and uh, like Iron Man, for example, when oh. he's yahooing and carrying on. Back and in black. Back in black is playing. playing. But it's a different genre. But, but it's, no, a it's a superhero movie at the end of the genre. day. But no, you'll see, yeah, not. for me there was a shit ton of hell yeah moments, but it wasn't because something was blowing up or because mm. someone was like yahooing to ACDC. Yeah. It was... It was because you've followed these characters the yeah. through three movies. It was more the character-driven yeah. stuff. Where that was, was the like, hell yeah moments for you? The speech that, like, that the Bruce ending. gave to when, Gordon when at the El- end, yeah, and, 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 and Alfred things like that. You, the you, table you, you and teared up at that moment. You yeah, didn't but say it was hell because, yeah. Yeah, but because it was uh, because it was so good. It's so good. I totally agree. Like, it was, you know, there were points. All oh, the podcast is split tonight, Jim. When Alfred looks across the table and sees Bruce sitting there, that is a hell yeah moment. That, that, is, that is like... So like I, I yes. can't didn't remember... Do, it didn't do anything for me. I can't remember exact points that it was because I was... You've seen how many times? I, I saw it for my fourth time yesterday. Fourth time? Yes. There's also the point where um, Blake recognises in Bruce Wayne that he is Batman. That is a hell yeah moment. Now, Ginge, you've got a point there that you're going to raise about you don't see the, how he can suddenly go from... Bring it up. Explain I, the situation. When I was watching the movie, I completely fell for it, hook, line and sinker. Yes. And I went, that's a great, that's a great idea. Then you went away. But I went away from it and thought about it. Okay, this is it, right? Yep. No one has figured out who Batman is. Not even Gordon. Right? No, he didn't know at that stage, did he? With him, no. right? Under the conditions of this movie, it's got to be absolutely realistic, right? Mm-hmm. So mm, it's still a fantasy movie, though. But it's, it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy movie based in a more realistic world than, say, the Avengers and Hulk yes. or whatever. Yeah. But yep. when you were twelve years old and you noticed someone smile strangely, the first thing you thought of was not that that person is Batman. How no. do you know? I can honestly don't, tell. Don't can give I, me this. How do you know? <laughs> no, I can, look, has, you no, look at me. Has, you look at me, and you have no idea what my fake smile the is. Point, like, is, is, is I, if I walked up to Ginge on the street and I didn't know Ginge, and I just looked at him, I would not pick Ginge as a filmmaker or anything the, like that. But the point, the point of that, what I got from it is mm-hmm. how, and how he worked it out is, it, they had a shared traumatic emotional experience. Yes, I, and he saw in him qualities that which works well. In a movie, that's under, what I got out of it under mm-hmm. under like a Shakespearean type Ooh, writing. Big calls there, love it, it. it did. It was yes. almost Shakespeare, where you went, yeah, that's that works well. But when you walk away from it, you go, well, hang on. This is my biggest problem. Like uh, I work in retail, in especially a pop culture related retail environment, where everyone's coming in this week and they've gone, have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. They want to discuss it. Their biggest problem. Is they th- is the whole thing? They went. I watched it. I loved it. I walked away. I thought about it. And I've gone. God, there's a lot of plot uh, holes there that they, that they can't get past the whole. Why would Bruce Don't Wayne feel as though it's a hole? Um, Brendan, do you feel as though it's a hole? I don't, I don't know if it's a hole. I just no. think well, that well, it's an inconsistency. I just it's an inconsistency. Think, and this is something no, I said I before so. we started recording too. I cannot remember a movie that people have loved. Across the board, mm. yep. I've not yet met someone who didn't like Can I be it. Honest and go on record, and saying it's just starting to be nitpicked. And I think it's because people—that's what people are coming yeah. in with. They're going, "Okay, Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne that everyone knows, would not walk away from Gotham 
for eight, eight years. years and lock himself away in Wayne Manor. Now, not only that, they've got the whole, oh, he's getting around on a, on a cane and everything else. He miraculously puts a thing on his knee down in the Batcave. He's fighting fit to go and take out Bane. He has his back broken. There's no way to deny it. He, Bane picks him up, slams him across the knee. That's a broken back like in Nightfall. And that, well, that's the what they series. sold it as. In the script, they sold it as a broken back. Broken back. He gets dumped in a jail in the Middle East somewhere. I'm assuming it's the Middle East. They've never actually tied that up enough. The, the architecture <laughs> makes me think it's the Middle East. Mind you, he can't be that far away from Gotham because he walked from there into <laughs> Gotham City. <laughs> then within five Without months, five yeah. months, he recovers from that broken back. I'm doing the inverted commas, Jits. The broken back gets back to Gotham. And like He's able to climb up and get out and everything. That's a whole other story We there. can come back to this. Right? I... I look at it and go, no wonder people are kind of questioning but it because you know, it's a big leap. Do you know what I took from that? And What'd you take? I thought Should they was, have done a montage? No, I thought it was pretty fucking obvious, to really? be honest. The the limp and the cane, it was an emotional it was an, crutch. Yeah, it was an It act. wasn't an action. Like, yeah, his knees and stuff are fucked and everything, but the limp and everything. <laughs> Ginge, it are you was, and I and just don't pick still, up on this? It was an emotional crutch. shot at Catwoman and hit her near close to the head. So yeah. he's obviously still re- like retaining his skills. Because eight years, you wouldn't be able to shoot an arrow. He was straight. carrying the burden of Rachel's death and everything the whole time. It was an emotional crutch. It was So you're telling me that the reason he was using a crutch is because he was mentally unstable, rather than his body. Dude, he's was mentally not unstable from the start. Oh, yeah. but, <laughs> he dresses up he's as a Batman. bat and beats villains. Like that, to, to be honest, right? <laughs> he spent eight years pining over one woman, right? Yep. Yeah. He spent. Uh, maybe 30 seconds of screen time with the woman that ended up being Talia, Talia al Ghul before he jumps into, before he jumps into bed with her. Right? Now, and then he gets a, he, now he, if you he, want to talk to me about emotional attachment to someone, years, but he, he had also at that no, point, no, you're, saying, no, you're saying he had blue balls at after eight years and he had to get, no. get his at that rocks point, on, At that point, he had found out that Rachel didn't actually wait for him. Yeah. So, oh, so, a, so, yeah, so, nah, so you're telling me that so his the whole eight years <laughs> was, was just a lie, so he may as well have gotten over it straight but away. But he was trying to restart his whole life. You can't tell me That's that Alfred a hadn't brought a call girl to the mansion, Ginger, you know, <laughs> to try and get him back on track. But, I, yeah, I, I took the, the cane as an emotional, like, I don't know, mental crutch, whatever you want to say. You I didn't see that. And no. we looked at it. At, at very first, I thought, he's just putting that on. In front of her, mm. so he looks like the uh, Howard Hughes type character that's been locked, locked away. himself away in the but, West but, Wing but, or whatever. But, but, but he has actually been working out. <laughs> but then, but then you see scenes later where he he is fucked up. Yeah, yep. And but there was no montage in the entire movie showing him he needs a montage. trying. He did. It needs <laughs> a montage. Can I get a high five across the? Pe- there you go. For me, I I felt like there was there was because he. He put the suit back on, right? With a knee, with a knee brace. With a knee brace. And Alfred said, you haven't been training for the last eight years. He actually said right. that, right? Yeah, and whoop Bane's ass. And then what happens? Yeah. He gets his ass kicked. He gets his Al- ass Alfred kicked. Alfred said it, it would have been more unrealistic if he kicked Bane's ass. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Alfred said, you haven't been training for eight years and you expect just to put a, a suit of clothes on and be the person you were eight years ago? Because well, Bruce happen. thinks that he can, but well, that's he, right. he gets proven wrong. That's the whole point. Because he Get, hasn't been training. Yeah, he gets ask, proven wrong. I've got, to put, I've got to ask. Now, you're a, a fan of Fat Man on Batman, which is Kevin Smith's podcast. Yes. You've told me he's broken down a couple of times this week talking about The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. When did you first get misty-eyed in the film? Uh, what was the, the first bit? Is it the other, everyone's telling me, and, and girls and guys, and, and Ginger, you and I, 
I didn't hear you sniffling. You didn't see well, me with any tears. To, to be honest, but I, I never got emotionally attached nah. to the characters in yes, this. Everyone's so saying Michael Caine as, as as Alfred is what brought on Brilliant. the sniffles uh, the, or the, the tears. The first part where I got bit misty was when he confronts Bruce about the uh, and the letter about confesses Rachel about and the letter no, and just the back and forth between them. Amanda, your feelings there. It was before that. It was when he first told the story of when he, when Bruce goes away and one, he'd been away for seven years in, in the first movie mm. and he had been going to Florence every year and he didn't want him to return to Gotham. He wanted to see him across the table. Settle down with in, the family. Yeah, and, but he, mm-hmm. every time it wasn't him. That was the first time what? that I got misty. When, when was that? Wasn't that on the stairs right as well? No, that no, was no, earlier. Was that was right, right, right yeah, that right was very at the start. start. For, for me, every time uh, Michael Caine come on screen, I, yeah. I felt like... Like the, the the Oscar for your consideration <laughs> subtag yep. needed to come up. I because hope he it wins felt, that Oscar because he it deserves fe- it. It felt like his his only job in that movie was to give the audience an emotional attachment to go. Okay, this is your point where the, you're allowed to. Well, I like to call it probably was moment. It's, it's just like when you watch a a, a, a a television show with the laughter track on it. It kind mm-hmm. of prompts you to do. Yep. do it. It felt like that was the only reason. You think he was Chris in that Nolan movie. popped him well, in? Well, then who was he supposed to be? If you if that wasn't who he was, you know, if that wasn't the attack, you didn't think that 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 who was. I, I felt I that know. his character was supposed to be spurning the audience onto yeah. having an emotional attachment. Isn't that to, the point, though? To me, of, of Alfred's character. To, no, to the, it, he's, he's a moral high ground. No, in the comics, and this but is where Ginger and I are getting in the, in the comics, though. Uh, no, but we're getting our feedback from the comics and cartoons. Alfred is the enabler. He's the guy who backs Bruce up and tells him, "You can do this, Master Bruce. You can he, do this." He can, and he has in the last two movies. But this time, he knows he if he does that, he's going to send Bruce to his death. Well, yeah. I'm just going and, on record. And ultimately, Ging- he does. Can so, I say two dry eyes, not even a sniffle? What about you? Well, it, it just it it. it uh, just come back to the fact that I just wasn't emotionally attached yep. from the start of this movie to the ending. If people don't any... agree with us on the podcast, yeah, they can me. go on Facebook, and, and, and I'm going to say this on record to the people who were crying, and, and Brendan, I'm not having a proper dig, but a uh, cup of concrete, old son, harden the fuck up. <laughs> it's only a movie. Don't cry in a movie. I never cried when Sirius Black died or Dobby got killed. You were with me when Dobby got killed in Harry Potter. I never fucking cried. What movie did you did sniffle into? I sniffled when Sirius Black died. I had a flu. I'm going on record <laughs> as saying as I had the flu. You, you died when old Yeller was put down though no Marley and me mate oh my god I cried my eyes because I'm a dog I'm a dog fan but okay. anyway okay back to track Brendan yes out of five I've got to ask you and we're not going ten people go why don't you rate ten we don't we go t- five here on the show <laughs> okay. out of five what would you give Dark- Batman Dark Knight Rises you know I haven't actually thought about that um, this is why I'm asking you now I don't know. I, I, I love <laughs> it. Probably, an well, it'd be anywhere between four and a half to five. Four and a half to five. Are we going to go four point seven five? Yeah, right. It's halfway there. Amanda, what would you I'm, give it out of five? I'm also going to go with the four point seven five because the only thing that this movie didn't have for me yep. was a good soundtrack. Are you uh, kidding? All, oh my like god! The, there was no. That's the one thing that I did like. Hans about Zimmer's Avengers, score is, that, is you know, brilliant. The score, but it's a score. It's no it's relatable soundtrack. music. It's but not there's a soundtrack. I none, none of the Nolan, from. none of the Nolan films. There's nothing have. wrong with it. I still loved the score, but the only song in it that I knew was the American national anthem, <laughs> which I had a huge problem with because they also showed the broken flag, which is another symbol 
that is just so widely recognised and I really a, didn't appreciate it. On a quick sideline there, now you picked up a religious symbol in the film. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else did. It's actually in the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. It's what I call Jesus feet. When Explain. He, when he's being Walked dragged... Jesus feet. Okay, so when he is being dragged by Bane into lake. the prison and thrown mm-hmm. down the hole, he is being dragged along and it is a very Passion of the Christ scene. Uh, now, can I just go on record? I've never seen Passion of the Christ. I, don't, it's, it's, I, don't I haven't seen it either. It's a shot where his feet typical. are like an inch it's above the ground and he's being dragged, dragged along. along. Yeah. Did you pick up on the Jesus <laughs> reference there, Brendan? Oh, f- I, if you know, when because I'd read Amanda's thing and before I saw it again for the fourth time yesterday, and I was sort of like, I could see why, but I mean, it's it's not it's a, huge a it's thing. a guy being dragged through the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, you know, when I was saying about people seeing this and then nitpicking and stuff, I really, I think there's so much of this movie that people are just reading way too much. Yeah, into. exactly, and mm-hmm. that's all it is. But and, and to be honest, I think this last week, Chris Nolan is sitting back somewhere. Counting his dollars. Well, yeah. (laughs) But laughing his ass off because he openly admits he loves making cinema that leave people... Mm-hmm. To discuss and take what they want you know from what? it, and Ginger and I, like this podcast is split in half tonight. Ginger, you and I, we go just to be entertained. That's why we go to a movie. It's why we spend sixteen dollars well, fifty half, or because we all like it. it. I like being. I like the fact that I had to, that I could go away and think about it and we don't come want up to, with all we? of these new and different things. And everyone keeps coming at me with these different ways of thinking about it, and it's really enlightening. Really, really that's really, how you look at it. Yeah. Ginger, what do you get out of it? Like, what do you want when you go and see a movie? I do. I want to be entertained, and I want to switch off. Yeah, and I'm with you. High five. Through the mics. Through the mics. As as a media studies, you know, major at uni, that's the opposite. I mean, I want to be entertained, but I also want to be educated. Ginger and I can study media today. Like, as in, we go into a movie, and I'm having, I'm struggling lately with all movies, Spider-Man, Avengers, everything else, because I'm looking at it through critical eyes a lot more because of what we do here. Symbiology and semiotics. I, I get that, but I, I still go. I pay that much money. I At the end of the week when I go and see a movie, I want to be entertained. I want to switch off and popcorn movie like, for me. Don't go I'm, silent on what me. What I'm about to say, <laughs> I really, really, really don't want to get into a whole Nolan v. Burton thing because this no, is, no, this we're, is we're what this is about. We're only talking about Batman but uh, the, the, the Dark Knight. Right. For yep. me, this Dark Knight trilogy and, mm-hmm. and probably Dark Knight Rises more than any of them, I... I really like that someone has done a series of films that has taken my favourite fictional character of all time yep. and given it such depth and taken it so seriously. If I if I want but to watch, gonna... but no, wait, 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 wait. If I want to watch, they they already did a series of popcorn Batman movies and they did it great, mm-hmm. and I love them. If I want to watch a popcorn Batman movie, I've got. Well, I've got the four, but I'm only ever going to watch three. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'll pop them in the DVD player. Every any day of the week, and I've got two great versions, two very good versions that were done in two completely different ways, and that's the beauty of Batman. Two different interpretations. is how many different interpretations of the character yeah. are there, and not not one person is wrong for preferring one version or oh, you no, know it's, it's, it boils it's, down to personal choice, doesn't it? And it's so subjective, but. You know, Our personal choice is you and I both love the Tim Burton films. What I would like to see now that the they're going to reboot it, okay? Yeah, and, and, three years. and you know what? I'll go on record as saying I would love to see the next series 
not be the, a regurgitation next, of, of what was done yes, with Burton. I'd love to, to see a more to, fantastical version. Yeah, it needs yeah. to go back to, say, um, what Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, the computer game, is like. That's what the kind of Batman you and I that, want to see. I would like to see something like that, where it, there, there is basis of reality to some extent, but it is more of a yeah. fantasy can I, can I throw type character. Because I'm really keen to get your feedback on this. Yeah, of course. When you're talking about the reboot, I listen. I won't name it, but it's another podcast that I listen to religiously. And no, name it. Modern Myth Media. Yep, cool. And I hadn't really given any thought to like what I'd want to see mm-hmm. in a rebooted Batman series. It's like I, I don't know. Whatever happens, well, I'll boobs just is have a to, good thing. Genius. Yes. Well, yeah. Yep. Did you see Marion Coltiard in that movie? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen more. Well, yeah. Um, and someone made a really good point because there's the whole talk of, you know, potentially building to a Justice League film, and which is a whole other story, but. Their their point was they don't really want to see, and I hadn't really thought about this until they pointed it out, and I thought, fuck, you're right. Like, they've never really made Batman and Robin no. work on the big screen. No, it's because, like, so. Um, the two Joel Schumacher films were very. Po- I mean, Batman, I, I, I Batman, like Batman Forever. Forever. It's got they, some moments, but Robin there was not the Robin that I know in the comics. No. But, and so, why. I don't want to see Batman team up with all these other superpowered beings. Mm hmm. If you can't make him work with his non-superpowered partner first, yeah. and the idea that they had, and again, I listened to it and I walked away from it, and I was like, fuck, that's a good idea, is make the new franchise, the first movie, mm-hmm. not be an origin story for Batman. We don't Batman, no, you don't need to do it. It's been done. It was done very Drop well. Robin straight into it. And, yeah, um, make it a Robin, make mm-hmm. it the story through a young you'd be happy with that Dick Jimmy, Grayson's eyes make it more would, would you make it more or Robin would you go more your Tim Drake kind of mm, I don't know I like, see, the problem is you need to cater for the, the lay person out there in the <laughs> oh, audience yeah, you yeah. know which I, brings us back to Batman Dark Knight Rises when he used his legal name as Robin a lot of fanboys have come to me and gone why couldn't they just call him Dick Grayson I believe it's because Chris Nolan be- believed that the average cinema goer would not know who Dick Grayson was. But see, and that's why he's went Robin. But that's instead. the thing too. If they had have said Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. then the argument would be, well, fuck, where was the circus story? Why yeah, wasn't he a trapeze? And Do you think John Blake, as the character that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's played, yep. was meant to be a bit of a play on term of, of Tim Drake or a mix of Jason Todd slash Tim well, Drake? Well, like I pointed or... out to you before we started recording, you hadn't even thought of I hadn't of even this. thought of this. <clears throat> if you think about it, mm-hmm. well, you don't even, it's, it's there. John Blake mm-hmm. is a cop, yes, which a bit like Dick, Grayson. Dick Grayson became. He worked out through his own deductions that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Like Tim Drake. And he went and confronted Bruce and convinced him there needed to be a Batman. Like Tim In the Drake. comics, Tim Drake went and convinced Batman there needed you, to be a Robin. You Jason Todd into that as well. Jason saying, Todd's father was yep. killed by someone um, wanting to pay for a gambling, gambling debt. debt. So they tied essentially it the three It was a fusion of the three main Robins. A lot of fans aren't seeing that, Ginge. I took it straight well, don't away. don't want to. I well, don't want to. I guess they and like, I think, name you know... Now, Amanda, you not being a big Bat fan, you obviously went, okay, he said his legal name was Robin. Did you think they, as no, a lay I person... It was, it was in that conversation that he was having with Batman where he was like, you need to be Batman. I saw, saw that in you that I thought... I first thought, yeah, he's probably going to turn out to be Robin. You did? And I, I put that in my blog and then it came out late, like later um, through a DC fan page that I'm attached to that 
they all thought that it was going to be another Batman story. It was just lining him up to be the new Batman. No. Filling in is like uh, Brendan, you and I. Uh, it was an Jean- interesting concept. Well, that, that's how I saw it. Jean-Paul yeah. Valley from Nightfall. Do you yeah. think they were kind of heading in that direction maybe? Because his name was John Blake. Maybe they were trying to take yeah, the whole Jean-Paul Valley. I don't know. Like, and the other point is too, everyone's, you know, about the realism, the realism and plot holes and everything. Yep. If you'd have turned around and said, I'll oh, use my legal name, Dick Grayson, like... Why would have he had a completely different yeah. first and surname? That would have made no sense. Ginger and I have always thought about changing our legal surnames. <laughs> That's because uh. of what you did in Vegas that time. <laughs> but, but, we're talk about Vegas. Can I just say, he rocked up right at, at, at the wake... Well, the the the, the, wake? the, the, the contract reading uh, of his will. Of his right? will, yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, the reading of the will. He spent, what, a minute 30 on screen with Bruce Wayne? When he took him home and when he went to the manor. It wasn't he a went very to, long period on yeah. screen, really. And, and then when they were, um, and then and Bruce turns around, and leaves him in charge. When of, Bruce saved him, when he was about to get his head blown to, off, yeah, too. by Tilk from Stargate, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but when was the last time, Todd? I've spent more time than thirty seconds with you. And I haven't left you in my. And, actually, I haven't left you in my will. You're, you're not going to leave me. Your uh, your subterranean. Uh, Shh. <laughs> but it's that thing they can see each other in themselves. They they know they have a connection. Yeah. Yeah, I but think I, 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 I love the fact that, that, that that's how it ended. Yeah, yeah. I just you can't see the logical jump to that, can you? The, the, I'm with you. It, it, the audience needed to take a jump with the filmmaker to yeah, get there, which I completely did. Yeah, like, yeah. a lot See, of the things that people are pointing out. It's just like I said, if you sit podcast. there and watch and pick a movie apart, any movie, you could be having these conversations. But yeah. for some reason, this movie is just copying it, and I think it. I don't know. I think because people genuinely really love it, like there's just for some reason. Oh, don't get me wrong. I genuinely love the movie, but there's just some things I look at it and I go, "Hey, but no movie." Well, can perfect. I ask you a question? Yep. Did Catwoman really need to be in that movie? Yes. Why? Good just, question, Brendan. Can you answer that? I mean, I think she's in there. I, is, I mean, is she, is she the catalyst week. to anything no. happening well, in the movie? No. It, Other for, than helping out the people who want to get. Bruce, well, do you want? Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why she was in there? Yeah. I can tell they you. Need ex- a strong female lead character. No, I can tell you exactly why she was in there. Chris Nolan didn't want to use her. Mm-hmm. It was his brother, who is the screenwriter, mm-hmm. who is Josh? a heart Josh Jonah. 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 Who is sorry, a is hardcore Jay. Batman fan. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one who said to Chris, "If we're telling." A definitive Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a definitive Batman story and not address right. Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle. They never actually refer to her as Catwoman in the film, do they? No. no. And she's always referred to as the Cat in the press, and he just calls her Selena Kyle. Did you notice mm-hmm. um, when Bruce is doing his detective work and brings up the mug shots of Selena Kyle? The second one that they flash up is almost an exact copy. I can't remember which series of Catwoman comics yep. it was in. You know when they had sort of the very photorealistic covers? Yes, yes, yes. yeah. The Adam Hughes covers? Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's one shot of her with the, you know, Just the like placard. cover? It is exactly like, and it that was, was deliberate. I'm going I'm going to say that I do think uh, Anne Hathaway played a very good she Selena was Kyle Catwoman. I, 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 I was dubious at I first. I was dubious because yeah. Christopher Nolan is not known for his strong female characters. No, no. In his movies, you know? Yep. And she played the role she, quite she well. Did it hand, very well. Hand on my heart, honest. The first time I saw it at the midnight screening, mm-hmm. that first scene where she's you know in the maid outfit and she Get, flips quite, out the can window. Can I just say she's wearing high heels and she's pretending to be a waitress? Who's she trying to kid? <laughs> that's, a girl, that's a girl. That's a girl's perspective. Me, okay. but 
you know, we like she, the high heels jeans, don't we? She we flips do. out the window and all the rest of it, and gets in the car with the congressman. And the way she plays it and the changes in her voice and character, and you know, the oops going, you know, from yeah, the timid yeah. little waitress to just she was good becoming Catwoman in front of our yeah. eyes. I really, can I, uh, and I'll be saying it as well. I really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in his role. Really he was great. Great. I remember when he was cast, and I was like, "What's he going to be? Who's he going to be?" Mm. And they said he's going to play a detective called Blake, and everyone was like, "What?" He was good. I, I was glad that really his good. character was a lot uh, used extensively. I thought it, he was just going to be the throwaway character. Mm. He was only going to be on scene uh, in, girl, in one scene. I can't scene. think of her name, the girl who ended up playing Talia Al Ghul. Now, I saw Marian that Marion Cotillard. Uh, who is it? Marion Cotillard. Fantastic. I saw that coming a mile off. That she was, As soon as she, they introduced her, she had the, the uh, Middle Eastern kind of accent, the darker skin. I said that and went, uh, Talia Al Ghul. Well, every, I think everybody knew that anyway. But no, and comic uh, fans no. did. So, Amina never picked no up on it. I no idea. I did not see it coming until she stabbed that knife into his back. Yeah. You never I saw it at all. I did not see it at all. Okay, but we've got a comic background. We saw that Talia really Agul, the, the son of well, yeah. the, the daughter, sorry, of Raz Can, can I also say, there's one point in there I figured out after I'd seen him, like a couple of hours later, when she's lying down with Bruce in front of the fire and she said that... A cheap sex she, scene, by the way. Uh, yeah, she said that um, when they had a fire when she was little... That it felt like they were really rich, and mm. I and once we found out like what her background story was, I was just like, oh right, yep, 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 yeah. So, like, um, I thought that was a cheap. I honestly I, thought, I, and I questioned it. I was like, why did Chris Nolan throw that in there? Oh, uh, they're out in the rain. Boom, hook up. You know, bangs her in front of the fireplace. Then he goes no, out on he, patrol, and I'm just but, like, oh, you well, had to go the Hollywood route and throw in a bit of a love interest well, there. Well, then again, in the comics, Bruce fucks Talia. <laughs> Yeah, completely different. <laughs> but she doesn't. But I'm, but she I'm does, just saying. I'm just saying. Broken, broken spine before saying, giving can, birth. And I'm, I'm saying I've had uh, fans, comic fans, everything else coming to me. They reckon that is one of the worst death scenes they've seen in movies in the last ten years. Her death in the um, at the end of, of Dark Knight Rises. They reckon it was badly acted. Horrible. Yeah, because yeah, because when, when she finally succumbs, she goes. Ugh. <laughs> she does, doesn't she? Do you know what? You got me to die on screen once. Even I did a fucking better job than that, Ginge. Honestly. Yeah. Can we, yeah just what we were saying about Catwoman before mm-hmm. we got... Yeah, anyway. Um, after she left that scene, I turned to my wife and I was just like, they don't even need to show her in the cat suit. He's, he's showing like, off. He's, got, he's married. That was, he's, a, he's a geek that's married. Not everyone knows that, but like, <laughs> you know, it, they, they just, in that one scene, she wasn't even in the cat suit. Yep. That was the fucking character. I did enjoy. Like, well done. I did well enjoy. Done. It, was, it was Catwoman from the comics yeah. to the T. I did enjoy the the character, the costume design where the goggles flipped up it around looked like and yeah. looked like ears. And the, so the, the, the shitstorm that that caused, that first photo, she doesn't have fucking ears, and it's just I like liked it. I really it was it great. Well. And while we're talking about Catwoman, mm-hmm. I've been waiting for the podcast to embarrass Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> The, with the blog that she wrote during the week. Check it out at, Amanda, where do you find it? Girlygeekspeak.com.au That's This is it. just a heads up from, from one geek to another who and you don't You're know that much about, about Batman. Don't ever, ever, ever in a conversation about Catwoman mention the words Hallie and Barry. <laughs> ever. Yeah, but I was looking at it from she a mainstream is not media Catwoman. point of view, not from an I'm an insane bat fan point of view. Oh, it's that, can I, yeah. Can just, I say, that is an hour and something of my life I will never, ever I don't get think back I've actually watched watch it. Don't what I was through. doing, can I just say, what I was doing in what my review was, yep. um, in my blog, I was saying, look at the transition from Michelle Pfeiffer to Halle Berry to... Um, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. So, and and if you look at it logically in terms of where they were in time, 
they were exactly who they needed to be for the movie that they were in. You may not get that hour yeah, that Halle hour Berry was of, shit. of yeah. Well, you may not get that hour back, <laughs> but it was she was still the Catwoman who she needed to be for that point in time in that movie. Someone should track down the director. I want my fucking money. You know the whole and, point. You know what the whole point of that movie was. The whole point was because they thought they could sell Halle Berry in a Catwoman costume. Mm, it wasn't even a Catwoman. The whole She's point. Fucking, uh, torn but, up but for the teams. way that she Combat was walking teams. around, like. It, do you do you know what I mean? I feel like you're not understanding anything that I'm saying right now. She was still walking around acting like a cat. She was still moving like a cat, and the oh, way I didn't that pick she up talked. On that. Who, who are we talking about? We're Halle talking Berry. About Halle Berry. She no. was still a more. more like, looked more like Roadkill. Fanatical. To be honest, I don't think the movie Catwoman uh, was a, a a comic book. Was was, was it had nothing. To it do. was it marketed as such, though. But that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I give up. What I'm anyway. saying is, she need, she was who she needed to be in that movie. What I was saying is, Anne Hathaway had no cat like moves. She didn't have the cat like voice. Need to. Yeah, it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She looked tight in that leather outfit, Ginge. Apparently, can I just can I just say she actually went through something like five costumes on the first day of filming because she kept tearing the ass out of her pants in the moves Speaking, that Chris Nolan. Kept. I, w- I would have tore the ass out of those. <laughs> pants Could you imagine too? being the the wardrobe assistant? Uh, can we get another pair of pants to Miss uh, Hathaway's trailer? Miss Hathaway's trailer. Can I, torn can I point set. out? Speaking about the costume, though, yep. I mean, I noticed it from the first time you saw it, and I loved it. How it was. It's such a modern version of Julie Newmar's Newmar's costume. Let you mention it, and and high five, Julie Newmar's costume. That is a modern update. They haven't, they went away from the the Michelle Pfeiffer costume. But I don't think they needed to give her a mask. I I Mm. felt, I felt like the, it it was, uh, for me, when you saw her there, it felt like she was wearing a costume mask from a costume company, right? Yep. Rather than wearing a pair of high-tech goggles. Mm. Yeah. Like, she could have wore the goggles, right? And mm-hmm. they just flicked up and left nothing on her face. But the fact that she sort of had a... Mask a, a underneath. Then, uh, yeah, kind of... I felt it didn't need that, or it could have been simplistic as it was just an outline where the goggles connect mm. to her face. Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, You're still happy with Brendan Wayne? I thought, I thought it was... Die hard fan. Like... I, I I never yeah. I never got the whole how people were dubious about her. I thought she'd be great, like Academy from day Award one. I remember you saying an that Academy you were Award happy. nominated actress, you know, playing for, a great from what Devil Wears Prada or Princess wasn't Diaries. It, wasn't it from? <laughs> what was she nominated for? I have no idea. Oh, no, she did a film where she was a drug addict. Yeah, Didn't she get nominated that's, that's for that. That's the one she was. That's she was the one that no for. one remembers. It's just a thing that everyone. She hooked up with another woman, Ginger, in that film. From, Can I just say from, that you know, Princess Diaries and stuff? But it. That's all I saw. I, I at never, the start of that movie. I never questioned it and she was, I, she was fantastic. I didn't question her. I questioned Chris now, Nolan because like we say. This yeah. uh, Geek Speak Live is an Australian podcast, right? We're proudly Australian. I'm very pissed off with the Australian media at the moment that no one has given a proper shout out or recognition yeah. to a great Aussie actor, Ben Mendelsohn, who is in the role, I can't think of his name. He's John Daggett. What's his name? John Daggett. John Daggett. Which, which right. he as tries a fan, to take over. Which is a fan of the animated series. How cool was it to see a character named Daggett? I do agree with that. But he <laughs> was brought into the film uh, to take over Wayne uh, Enterprise. He was working with Bane, okay? As soon as he came on the screen, I've gone, oh my God, Ginge, you've leaned over and gone, what's his name again? It's uh, Ben, ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. No one in Australian media has gone, isn't it great to see an Australian actor on the big screen in they flipped the this, fuck out that Heath Ledger was the Joker though yeah the film of the year and no for one has gone for those of us who have no idea who he is or what he's been in 
He's an Aussie actor. He's been in a lot of independent Australian films. Yeah. They even like did a, a, who, a Who Are You? What was the, what's the TV series where they go? Where are back, they now? Where, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, where they delve back in your family history. He comes from southeast right. Queensland. That's right. Shout out for a, a Queensland I'm boy and his any family. Point of reference here. Google it and you'll okay. see what he's been in. Ben Mendelsohn. He's great been Aussie in a lot actor. of stuff. He, he was terrific in that scene, in that movie, with uh, when he tries to pull rank on Bane. Yeah. Yes. And Bane, yeah, hell yeah. Bane just simply puts the back of his hand on his shoulder and he's like, do you feel like you're in charge? Yeah, I love I'm sorry, just, Brendan, could you do that voice again? Do you feel like you're in charge? My biggest problem okay. with Bane in the whole okay. film. That he was so let, good. Let, let him finish his bit. No, I we'll, just think that scene was so good. Like, something, very good scene. Very good such scene. Such a hulking man. He was. To just simply place the back of his hand gently on this man's Jeez, shoulder. You're going to do that to Brendan in a minute. Who um, says, <laughs> do you feel like you're in charge? And this guy just crumble. Bane's <laughs> Voice, big issue with me. Okay, now Bane in the comics is meant to be from Santa Prisca, okay, which was the the jail. It was a, a like a kind of Cuban style. I so say he would have had this like Caribbean Spanish accent. Mm. In the movie, he said, "What's the what's the the name to of the Bond honest? villain?" Now you're a Bond the now Bond you're villain. A Bond villain. You know, who says I'm a Bond villain? <laughs> <laughs> you're a Bond fan. You know the villains. Who is the villain who says? No, it, it, what it, do you expect me to do? I expect you to die, Mr. Goldfinger. Bond. It was Goldfinger. Yeah, because he sounds like Goldfinger. James Bond's there, strapped to the desk. <laughs> He was about to go Lorraine and Bobbitt on Bond's ass. Do you know like Goldfinger was top with the, that was he was channeling Goldfinger as the voice for Bane? I wouldn't I don't yeah. think that when Gotham is in ashes, then you may die. I think I mean, like, there's I been there's been hope. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> that sounds a lot like Goldfinger to me, man. Or a man about to have a stroke. <laughs> I I don't know, like I I mean there's a bit of Connery in there even I guess I don't a know like, bit, like, a bit of Scottish kind of Connery a little bit like you know, it, you know perhaps Stewart. he's wondering you why you would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane <laughs> like, it's a bit, there's a bit of Connery in there like it, to be honest as soon as he started talking I went Huh, okay. It, it, it felt like it was 3D for your ears, yeah. right? In, in, in the yeah, we know they had problems with sound in the initial filming. He went back and re-recorded a lot of stuff for Bane. I don't know if you... I, I, oh, there's all these stories. Nothing's ever been officially yeah. released. Like, I saw the prologue online um, because, it, again... And the voice was and, way my, different. My point... Different. More oh, muffled. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, but you've got to remember, too, the... They hadn't finished filming the movie and yep. doing proper. Uh, to me, it sounded exactly the same, except the background noise was dropped a little yep. and his voice was raised a little. Okay. So, Amanda, yeah. did you understand his lines all right in the film? No. You you struggled with Bane's lines. Yes. Yeah, Ginge. I uh, yeah, there was there was times where I was, but for me, it, it his voice took me out of the movie. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, it felt like there was an omnipresent. Uh, you thought he was a bit of a Shakespearean a actor, didn't you? It felt like he was wearing a Michael Jackson microphone, and there were speakers <laughs> set up around uh, the area that they were acting in. Yeah. All of a sudden, he, there was an omnipresent voiceover over the whole thing. That's my biggest gripe with the film is probably Bane's voice. But it is getting close to the end of the podcast, so I have to ask all the crew. Um, to the people who are listening who haven't gone along to see it, what would you say to them? Should they go and see it, Ginge? Yeah, go see it. Amanda? Go see it. Brendan? Without doubt. Coming back to me, definitely. Now, uh, Amanda, what would you give it out of five, which is the Geek Speak rating system uh, there? We already did this. 4.75. Brendan? Yeah, 4.75. Wade? Yeah, I'm probably thinking about maybe a four. I'm, I'm about a four with you at the moment. And uh, I'll just uh, I'll bring up that the customers of mine that have come in through this week into the shop have all mentioned about 3.5 to 4 is the average rating. So it's not a, a hell yeah movie, but it is a very good movie. Three hours long. 
Geek speak warning if you're um, don't don't if, don't buy a drink don't buy a big soft go, drink and go have you're a pee have before pee. you go in and you're yeah. gonna miss bits and you know how to do that you can't that you can't really afford to miss any of them. no that's it you need you to be need there for to the, be whole there thing. Thing. the whole thing that's right um, Ginger, the first time. I I looked at the ticket before you and I went I went three hours I'm not buying a soft drink no. <laughs> went to the toilet beforehand I must have old man syndrome because. About the last hour, I'm doing the old cross legs <laughs> and thinking, don't bring in a waterfall, whatever you do. And the, and which the, they do at the end. Where they yeah. do at the end, where he <laughs> swings which, through the... the Junior's lucky I didn't tap him and go, film it, I've got to go. And, <laughs> <laughs> but before we finish, can I just... I just wanted to bring up one thing. Um, in For me, the yep. best one of the best parts of the film, and this is where I welled up at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as a Batman fan, I want to mention this because we'll never get this in the comics because yep. they're ongoing. When Gordon says to, you know, Batman, he's about to fly the bomb off, you know, like the people don't know who you are, they deserve to know. And Batman just stops and he said, you know, you were right, you didn't, you didn't need to know. And touching moment, I will admit, a touching moment. And Batman, did you well up? Oh, this is when I cried. Oh, Batman, did you? Batman, Amanda, did you? Yes. Batman turns to Gordon and says, a hero could be anyone. Even someone doing something as simple as putting a coat over a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hasn't ended. Very touching moment. That was beautiful. As a bat, as a hardcore as a, Batman yep. fan, that was beautiful. Wade and I have got a, words of advice to you. Go and get some concrete and hard the fuck up. <laughs> Amanda, your favourite part or favourite casting, something like that from Dark Knight Rises. What would you? What was your favourite part? My favourite part, as I said earlier, that it's the part where Blake is talking to Bruce Wayne and he's saying, I have had this traumatic experience. I know that I, I can see it in you. Yep. And, you know, that was just really... That really funny. touched you, but didn't there was, it? There was also the fact that um, when he was trying to dig himself out of the hole, when he was building himself back up so he could leap out yep. and go back to Gotham, the fact that Bane says to him, there is no despair without hope. And that really hit me quite hard and it was really quite inspiring as a whole. And when... Um, Bruce Wayne's father, like the um, flashback. Yeah, it was when he was coming down, grappling down to get him out of the the, the right hole, we, the well, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Why, why, why your why favorite? Do we fall? My my favorite moment in it was when oh no, I've got the atomic bomb. I won't set it off. I'll wait five fucking months <laughs> so that you can figure out how to disable it. Or but as Amanda just said, the whole point, and he even says it, is he wants to watch, like he wants he wants to torture Bruce, yeah. Yeah. and in doing so, he wants Gotham to feel what Bruce is feeling in the yeah. prison, that there's hope. Yeah. No, no, but that's Bane's idea, right? Mm. Talia was the one that was in charge. Talia, her, her, only, her only job in that entire movie was to fulfil her father's wishes. Yeah. Her father's wishes was to destroy Gotham at, at, uh, with no mercy. Yep. Right? As soon as, as, um, as Rush al Ghul got that, that device in Batman Begins, he, he turned it on. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. Talia. Why didn't she, she turn fucked it around, on? Didn't she? She fucked around for five months. Mm-hmm. Why? Why didn't she turn it on and fulfil her father's wishes straight away? Girls can't multitask. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, my favourite part, I will admit, was the appearance by uh, Rajal Ghul, aka Liam Neeson in as the a prison. As a, as a no, no, as a flashback. A flashback. Oh, in the prison. Yes, yes. I'd like to have seen more of, of Liam Neeson because I just fucking love him acting. I really do. Um, and that beard. Oh, the beard is awesome. You know, I'm half thinking about shaving my beard into that. Maybe if we if, if we put it on there, if enough Facebook fans want to see Todd, a photo of Todd with the Raz out. Rocking the Raz beard. We'll fucking do it. To we'll be do honest, it. last night I was sort of curling up the edges <laughs> of my beard to see if I could do it. Oh, mine's not and, long enough to you, do it at the and moment. And you've got to dye it a little bit white too, yeah. like a little bit grey. 
can we I, might have um, to bring in a uh, hairdresser to do can a quote. I, can I share my favourite? Yes, you certainly can. I was getting it's, to you. It's, it's two I parts. I was getting to you, Brandon. <laughs> yes. Brother. You're it's, going to know. <laughs> two parts. And yes. it's purely, I guess, the fanboy, the Batman fan in me, is the two Batman versus Bane fights. Yep. The first one is so brutal and I I didn't work out exactly what it was that made it so uncomfortable to watch that until Mm -hmm. after the maybe third time I saw it Um, it's the only part of the movie there's no score the score just goes away and it's the soundtrack to that is the it Flesh on flesh, yep. just pun- like brutal punches. It was a good part. Tag can, I, it. can I just quickly say, it felt like when he actually broke his back, it felt like that was the end of the day of shooting and we'll just go, oh, fuck it, just put the camera here and we'll record it. It felt like there was no epic um, mm. sort that. of shot because it say- almost happened and I went, all right, so he'll just roll over and he'll get to back me, up and hit another time. It wasn't a real epic conclusion. I, to the fight, I think I it was just to be. I think it was just meant to look dirty and brutal. To I would have going. slowed that down, done the slow mo. And, and to be honest, I didn't really see his back flex that much, no. dude. When it happened in the midnight screening, because no one really, I honestly, honestly, I didn't think they'd do it. Mm. Yeah, purely because it was so expected. Yeah, I really didn't think they'd go that far. I, yep. I knew Batman was going to get the fuck beaten out of him, but I didn't think they'd actually do the back. When it happened in mm-hmm. the midnight screening, I was one, but there are several people you'd hear around the crowd. It was one collective like, oh, fuck. Did like, they actually say fuck? Yeah. Like it, <gasps> no like language. It, it, you know, and I, th- I think it was more for shock value. I, yeah. I, I just don't think that the, cam- the camera needed to be pulled back a bit so you actually Slow saw it, it happen. It, it just felt like it was you got to remember, too, they've got to keep a PG-13 rating, though. Oh, I know. Well, That's well, the problem in America, America it's M. It's PG thirteen. Oh, it's PG thirteen. It's M, right? PG thirteen is our M. Oh, so, so really? it's M in Australia. Oh. Yes, but I, I I felt that that moment wasn't as large as it could be, and that's yep. to, to be honest, that's how I felt the whole movie just wasn't quite. It ne- just needed to be dialed to eleven. Cool. There you go. Final thoughts, Brendan. Um. Yeah. The Dark Knight trilogy for me is just awesome. The you know it's not the Batman that I grew up with. Yep. It's the Batman of my twenties. Um, but it, just in terms of, of being a Batman fan, first and foremost, to have that caliber of, of actors yep. stick with a movie and that caliber of director stick with that sort of genre and for a trilogy, which is a Batman fan we've never had, no. same director, same actors through three movies, mm-hmm. make it one complete story on film. And, and this is the thing. People are saying, I prefer Dark Knight, I prefer Batman Begins, blah, blah, blah. View it as one whole story because that's what it is. It's Lord one, of the Rings, you watch it's one whole Batman story from yep. beginning to end. It's Bruce Wayne's arc, and it was perfect. Cool, Amanda. Last thoughts? Um, well, when I finished watching the movie, I went home and frantically wrote down my three thousand words of thoughts. So, <laughs> which if of you course you can if check you, out. Uh, if you would like to maybe do check that out, um, if you don't think I had enough of a say today, is girlygeekspook.com.au. There you go. Check it out. But any f- proper final thoughts though? Was there anything that really struck out with you that you went that was just amazing that you'd pass on to other viewers? It's all in my blog. <laughs> yeah. I, I, plug, was, I, plug. Yeah. Ging. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I can't wait to see what Christopher Nolan does next. He's um, co-producing, no. co-producing, isn't he? Co-writing. Uh, Man of, oh, yeah, Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah, He's a producer, co-producer. When, yeah, I thought, gonna, producer. I thought you were going to say, he actually has a writing credit on that too. Yeah. Um, mm. I thought you were going to say he's going to be producing the next series of 
Batman films. No, it's when they no, first no. announced Rises, mm. you know, is it the, oh, I can't remember the dude, is it Rob, Robinov? The head of Warner Brothers came out and said that this is the last of Nolan's films, yep. but he and Emma Thomas will be staying on uh, producing the next series. And Nolan actually came out like a fortnight ago and was like, no, he said like, I'm... <laughs> I'm. This is bad. Yep. I'm done. He's done. I'm He's done. done on a Superman, in which uh, the trailer we got to see with, with Dark Knight Rises looks amazing. Ginge, your final thoughts? Yeah, I can't wait to see what Christopher Nolan does next. Um, he did a great job. He brought the character out of the slum that was George Clooney. And, oh, thank God and, for that. And, and and brought it back to somewhere in popular culture where hopefully younger kids don't see Batman as as as, as pal being kapow. Yeah. I'm. Uh, my final thought, I guess, would be that. A bit like what you've just touched on there, I'm glad that we've got a Batman we can be proud of again today. It's uh, George Clooney ruined the Bat franchise, and Joel Schumacher is the director. I'm happy with the Clooney final. Clooney did what he was told to do. I know, but he still <laughs> fucked it right up the ass. Like he chicken. still says he still admits guilt. He yeah. does. He apologises for Batman and Robin. Um, I'm glad we've got a Batman film trilogy that I may one day pass on to ch- my children or my nieces and nephews and go, this is a good film series. Um, I don't agree with everything that Christopher Nolan did, but at the end of the day, a great, enjoyable film. Pop along, check it out at your local cinema. It's going to be on for a while because it is such a big blockbuster. See it in IMAX if you can. S- yeah, <laughs> okay. Special thank you tonight for joining us on the Dark Knight Rises special podcast. Uh, Brendan Batman correspondent. <laughs> Amanda Backey. Wade Cobbs on Pots and Pans. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Check us out next week with the next podcast. Podcast.